EV Comply, simplifying your charge point installations. It's a brand new month, Friday the 3rd of March. Let's see what's been happening this week in the very busy EV industry. Starting with this, a university has been awarded £582,000 in a grant to study second life options for electric car batteries and prevent the 9 million tonnes going into landfill each year. Nottingham Trent University is part of a wider £4.5 million research project to establish a process to recycle or reuse EV batteries. This could help prevent up to 9 million tonnes from being sent to landfill each year when the vehicles become mainstream. Nottingham Trent University says that once lithium-ion batteries' capacity falls below 75%, they are often considered no longer fit for purpose in passenger vehicles, meaning the batteries need to be replaced or scrapped. They're going to be working very hard to find an alternative method to this and one that obviously is a little kinder to our planet. In other news this week, Octopus Electric Vehicles is working with bankers at InvestTech on securing a big funding boost at a time of rising EV production in the UK. The electric vehicle arm of Octopus Energy's parent company is seeking a £100 million funding boost to accelerate its growth amid soaring production of greener cars. The fundraising for OEV comes as data pushed by the Society of Motor Manufacturers and Traders showed that the number of EVs produced in the UK in January rose by nearly 50% compared to a year earlier. So definitely a great time to be investing. So I mentioned this last week in the podcast and it really is a growing concern. Electric vehicle drivers could struggle to get cars repaired as thousand more mechanics need training up. Now garages will need to invest in training and equipment to service new cars but the transition is forecast to be too slow to meet the demand. There are thought to be 35,000 independent garages in the UK until now. The industry has been relatively unregulated with no requirement for specialist training to set up as a mechanic. According to Steve Nash, who's the president of the Institute of the Motor Industry, we're falling massively behind for electric vehicle repair demands. And if you are a garage, it's absolutely something you should be looking into now for future investment. Yet again, Tesla is the main talk of the town this month. They have promised to make at least 3,500 charging stations available to all electric vehicles by the end of 2024. Now, non-Tesla electric vehicles can officially start fueling up at Tesla supercharger stations in America already. Now, on February the 28th, Tesla announced that selected stations had been fitted with adapters for other brand EVs and drivers in California, Texas, New York and other states have reported using them successfully. Earlier in February, the White House insisted guidance that EV manufacturers who wanted to receive federal funding had to make their charges brand agnostic. That same month, Tesla announced a plan to open at least 3,500 superchargers to other vehicles. The company hasn't released information on where or how many superchargers are currently available to non-Tesla EVs, but you can scan any area for usable stations on the Tesla app, so that should help. 
So although that's good news from Tesla, fans were left pretty disappointed by Tesla's 2023 Investor Day stream. Fans were hoping for more details about the upcoming Cybertruck or even a glimpse at the rumoured Model 2, but they were left disappointed. However, the electric automaker did tease details about how its next-generation vehicle platform and electric motor, which promises to be more efficient and more affordable. The automaker's powertrain designers used in-house developed software to simulate the interaction between the magnetic fields between the stator and the rotor, optimizing the cost, weight and size and even sound of the electric motor. Tesla says the next generation powertrain will require 75% less silicone carbon to produce without any compromise to performance or efficiency. As ever, Elon Musk seems to be onto something. In other news this week, a decision on installing new EV chargers at a petrol station in Cambridge has been delayed. Over concerns planners didn't have enough information, Cambridge city councillors said they were unclear from the plans how many trees could be at risk of being cut down and also raised questions about water supply and drainage. An application has been submitted to Cambridge City Council to demolish the car wash at the BP petrol station on Elizabeth Way to make way for four Four new EV chargers, four new jet washers were also proposed to be installed to replace the loss of the car wash. Motor Fuel Group, the organisation behind the plans, said the Cambridge application was part of an overall project to roll out EV chargers across its service stations. Now this is the kind of news I want to be telling you. Ovo has launched an EV charging tariff three times cheaper than the UK average. Now the energy supplier has launched the new smart charging EV plan allowing customers to access charging rates of 10p per kilowatt which is three times cheaper than the UK average of 34p at the moment. Now the charge anytime tariff add-on which is powered by energy software platform Kaluza has has algorithms to optimize EV charging in response to different market dynamics such as when both emissions and costs are low. Another feature of the tariff add-on is that it splits the EV charging costs from home electricity charges and credits customers for the amount of electricity saved via smart charging each month. The result could see up to 71% in savings, Ovo have said, equating to around £350 per year. And during a cost of living crisis, this is very well received. Also this week, a Jaguar Land Rover owner, Tata Motors, has asked the UK government for over £500 million in state subsidies to build a battery factory in Somerset. Now, the Guardian said it understood that Tata had asked for the money in the form of grants and support packages, such as assistance for energy costs and research funding. The Financial Times have said, which first reported about this figure, that the carmaker was choosing between a potential site in Somerset and another in Spain. Spain has been offering large grants to companies considering battery production, hoping it could attract the new industry with the potential for cheap solar power. The Guardian said the decision on where JLR, Britain's biggest carmaker, sources its batteries, was seen as a key test of strength of the government's desire to sustain a large car industry. Some more exciting news for the UK. 
Swarco Smart Charging is to launch Pogo in the UK, a new ultra-rapid charging network with 2,000 ultra-rapid charging stations over the next four years. Its ambition is to not only identify and create more charging locations, strategically positioned to be convenient for drivers and with easy access to public amenities, coffee shops, food outlets and all that, but to also significantly improve the availability and reliability of the on-the-go charging. Eugenio Herrero, who is executive director of Pogo, said we are working closely with landlords to ensure an even spread across the UK so Pogo drivers can travel to each corner of the country through the ultra-rapid offering. And that sounds like a fantastic plan. So that is all from me and your EV update. Very excitingly, next week, the podcast is having a facelift. We will now be under a brand new name, which will be announced on Monday. And also, I will be bringing you news, not just from the bustling EV sector, but from the green sector in general. So focusing on all sustainability and all the news that is going on there. Hopefully, you'll continue to support, like and subscribe. And I'll be back with you next week. Have a great weekend.